0: Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end, using the original language as a guide. Yahweh Elohim, please come and open our minds, ears, and hearts to your truth. Now Jehoram the son of Ahab became king over Israel at Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. Again, take note, there is a divided kingdom. There were the Jews and the Israelites, Judah and Ephraim. Verse 2, and he did evil in the sight of Yahweh, but not like his father and mother, for he put away the sacred pillar of Baal his father had made, that his father had made. Now, the word sacred is added in, but they're using that to try to clarify. Verse 3, nevertheless, he persisted in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Now, this is what many, this is what the Christian churches do. Remember, they're in the sins of Jeroboam, who Make priests from every class of people who want to be priests or whomever they deem to be worthy of that position. they teach replacement ceremonies that you can do your own holidays, not like the ones the Bible says. He keeps people away from the going to Jerusalem, so to speak, going to the ways of God into the house of Judah, so that he can keep they can keep your money they can keep your um, They want to fill their churches with your numbers. They want to have their numbers increased, not the body of Messiah increased. You get what I'm saying. So be careful that we don't persist in those sins of Jeroboam. They're quite prevalent and listed many times in scripture. And many kings are uh, spoken of poorly in doing so, in keeping his ways. Verse 4. Now Mesha king of Moab was a sheep breeder, and he regularly paid the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. Remember Moab, Moabites are the descendants of Lot, Abraham's nephew. So, but it happened when Ahab died that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram went out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. Samaria was the capital of Israel. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, Hey, the king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Uh, notice Jehoshaphat did not inquire of Yahweh nor ask his counsel. And this is going to be a bad thing. He's, You're going to see. Verse 8. Then he said, which way shall we go up? And he answered, by way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. Now remember, Edomites were descendants of Esau. and they, um, And Esau was the brother of Jacob. And they marched on that roundabout route seven days, and there was no water for the army nor for the animals that followed them. So they're thinking like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, right? And the king of Israel said, Alas, for Yahweh has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of Yahweh here that we may inquire of Yahweh by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of Yahweh is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother, which was Ahab and Jezebel. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for Yahweh has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As Yahweh civil lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. So Elisha Respected Jehoshaphat. Elisha knew that Jehoshaphat feared Yahweh. And so he says, look, if it weren't that he were here, I wouldn't even talk to you, Jehoram. But I am respectful and subservient of Jehoshaphat, so I I will talk. Verse 15. But now bring me a musician, musician. Then it happened when the musician, (laughs) sorry, I can't speak. When the musician played that the hand of Yahweh came upon him. And that will often happen as you're in the spirit with worship, in in music to Yahweh, the spirit will come upon you. It's a beautiful experience. I hope you all have experienced that. And he said, Thus says Yahweh, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says Yahweh, You You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley should be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of Yahweh. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also, you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. Notice how Yahweh physically is delivering somebody who is doing wickedness. King Jehoram is wicked. Moab rebelled and Yahweh still says, I'm still going to help you. I'm still going to bless you. Do you know that, guys, just because things are good in our life and Yahweh blesses us doesn't mean we're obedient. He may simply be merciful and remembering his promise to us as an Israelite. We should not think so highly of ourselves to think blessings upon our life are always that we're doing right. We must always keep humble before him and realize we could be in error. He is always good to the just and unjust, to the righteous and unrighteous. He does execute judgments. But there's so many times that he is simply good and merciful, and we have to remember that, so that it keeps us humble. Verse 20 Now it happened in the morning when the green offering was offered, that suddenly water came by way of Edom, and the land was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered, and they stood at the border. Then they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water. And the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. So the sun was reflecting and it looked like blood. And they said, this is blood. The kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now they're from Moab to the spoil. So they're like, look, they kill each other. Let's rush in and get the spoil. So they weren't prepared for battle because they already thought they were dead. The other armies were dead. So when they came to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites so that they fled before them and they entered their land, killing the Moabites. Then they destroyed the cities, and each man threw a stone on every good piece of land and filled it. And they stopped up all the springs of water, and cut down all the good trees. But they left the stones of Seth intact. However, the slingers surrounded and attacked it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took his seven hundred men who drew swords to break through to the king of Edom, but they could not. Now this is horrible. Then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. Notice he offered his son to the false god. Like he offered up his son as a sacrifice. That's absolutely terrible. I will say, this, I guess I don't, we don't see Jehoshaphat getting in trouble this time. We saw him getting in trouble in Chronicles. We'll see him where it says, "Why, you know, How is it that you love those who hate me and help the wicked? And one thing that I want us to remember from this story is, first of all, that God blesses us even sometimes when we're wrong. He's good. We can't just take his blessings as signs of obedience. And we're going to learn that Jehoshaphat was not supposed to help somebody just because he was his brother. You're going to learn that. Even though it was an Israelite brother, like Judah and Ephraim are brothers, sometimes you can't help somebody who is sinning against God because then you actually end up standing against God and the judgments and the punishments he's trying to enact upon the person to teach them a lesson. So make sure every everything we do and when we help somebody that we're doing it with prayer. Yahweh bless you all. Have an amazing day.